You're sleeping on your money. That's what we're talking about. Why are people right. sleeping on their money? Why do they sleep on their money? Silly people. Tell silly, us what does silly. it mean, Mark? What does it mean? Sleep on their people. So sleeping on their money. So um, look, it's one of those things that people don't even know they're doing that. And we're fortunate being real estate agents um, and high volume real estate agents. When I say high volume, we've got 50 strong agents in our office. We've got 3,000 landlords and tenants that we watch what they do. Um, we've got solic local solicitors, local accountants that are always um, tipping our clients in, in the right direction. So we can actually very easily identify um, clients that are particularly good with their money, particularly mm. active with their superannuation or particularly active with their equity. And we're very good identifying people that are particularly bad um, and this morning segment, we wanted to dedicate to um, identifying what those things are of sleeping on your money and giving you some potentials of what you could do instead of sleeping on your money. Yeah, so let's give an example. Like if, let's put it this way, say Beacon Hill, Narrowena, traditional home area where you may, be a, you may be someone who saved up for five years, two whatever, and bought your family home, which is great. That's sort of an Aussie dream. But then you've done that and you've done nothing, say five, five years have passed, seven years have passed, you're still working away, you've got your home, it's great, you're paying down the mortgage, but there's so much you can do with it where a lot of people just don't understand that it's great to buy the home, but it's once in, when you're buying in an area that has great growth, like Northern Beaches, like in, in five years, seven years, it's probably most suburbs have gone up 50%. So basically, if you had a mortgage of, you bought a property for a million dollars, it's probably, it could be now worth 1.25. You've paid down a couple hundred grand. There could be about 500 grand in equity. And that's what we mean, sleeping on your money. That equity can be used and to buy an investment property. I think a lot of people rely on their super, but there's a lot they can do themselves. Wouldn't you agree, Mark, with using that equity? Yeah, look, it's, I think it's like... Um it's almost like a ball having like, you know, when, when you see someone juggling balls in the air. Yeah. Um, it's sorry, mate. I got a lot of feedback on your end. Um, it's, I think, you know, or, you know, when you see people spinning those, those twisty things, you put on yeah. the ground and they twist and what people often do and, and, and probably people's biggest mistake that I see is they just work with one thing. They, they don't rotate two or three things or four things or five things at once. So, and, and let me give you a working example. They will buy a house. They will spend 20 years paying off that house, 25 years or even 30 years paying off the house. Then they will move over to an investment property. Yeah. Um, and that's probably, a, it is a brilliant thing to do, but it's definitely sleeping on your money. Um, it's definitely the perfect example of, um, of your, your money not working for you. And that's what I see clients that are very good with their money. They actually get their money working for them. So they're not really a slave um, 
to their mortgage on their home only. They're a, um, they, they are a slave um, to their mortgage, but they have two, three, four other things all working in, in, um, for them as well and good investments as well. So they don't, they, sometimes people fall for the Queensland purchase because it's so mm. cheap and it's only a couple of hundred grand, but these guys buy something, a good quality investment and they buy it locally. Um, and then they're not sleeping on their money. So what's a working example of that, Michael? Let's, okay, so now they've paid off. Now they've paid, they've got 500,000 equity. Yeah. Even, even uh, let's just say they've paid off the um, uh, the home loan or, yeah. or, or yeah. give me a working example of how you can not sleep on your money, what you've seen land advanced, like super yeah. smart people do with their money. So even um, Oki, uh, do you need a deposit even if you have 350 to 400k equity? So sort of this is sort of in line with what you're asking, Mark. Um, the answer is you can basically use 80% of your. So if you've got a million dollars equity or 400 grand equity, a bank will. Okay, what's allow equity you, first? What's equity first? Equity. So if you've got a, you, the difference between what you owe on the property and the and the value of the property, or well, the loan of the property to what it's worth. So. If it's uh, if you have only if you owe two hundred thousand dollars on your property and it's worth a million dollars on a bank valuation, um, then you've got eight hundred thousand dollars equity. And rule of thumb is you can use eighty percent of that for a deposit uh, for another purchase as well. A bank will do that. Okay, so go, uh, go a bit, don't go too fast. Don't, get to go go slow for me. Um, okay, so I've, I've, I'm very fortunate to have only a $200,000 mortgage on my million-dollar property. Um, can I take out all of that 800000 and go and spend it on something else? No, only 80%. Okay, so I always have to leave, so I always have to leave 200k in there. Correct. So the bank's happy. Yeah, so the bank's happy. They'll lend you up to 80% of the equity in there. They just like a, a bit of mar a room to move on the margin. Okay, I'm a little bit confused. Um, mm -hmm. So the $200,000 loan can stay on the property? Yep. So you've still got 200, yeah. Okay, so then I need, I need, to, have a, I need to have a stake always in that property. So that if the bank ever takes over... The bank's always going to want to see that there is twenty percent value that coverage for them in in the case Correct. they ever they take over. They never want to see if your property is worth a million dollars. They don't want to see the debt level ever at a million dollars. Or they don't even want to see it at nine hundred thousand. They will have on that property is eight hundred. Eight hundred k. Okay, yeah. so I've already so maximum debt I can have in that property is eight hundred k. I already have I already have two hundred k. Correct. So I have to. So in this in this situation, I've got uh, how much to play with? Six hundred k. Six hundred. Yep. Six hundred thousand. Okay, so I've got six hundred k. Now that six hundred k is called free equity that I can move over to purchase something. Correct. So, so I can't only buy something for 600K. That, that can be my deposit for the next place. Yes. So depending on a big thing is the serviceability at the moment, but with a 600 grand deposit, um, with a deep, deposit. decent, 
Yeah, it's basically a 600 grand deposit. You may not even, say if you wanted to buy another million dollar property, generally you only need 20% deposits. So you more than likely if your income's there that you don't even have to use all that 600 grand equity. You can only, you may only need 300,000, use half of it. And then that would be a 30% deposit on another million dollar property. And your debt level on that would be 700,000 on that property. Okay, so what we're talking about this morning is sleeping on your money, not to sleep on your money. It's stupid to sleep to sleep on your money. How can you not sleep on your money? And we're giving an example of you've got a property worth a million and you only owe 200,000. Probably the worst thing you can do is not buy something and continue to pay off your mortgage. That would be what we're regarding this morning as sleeping on your money. Can Michael, just to be really clear, can we have another example? Give me another dollar figure. So, you know, if we say if we say a property is worth seven hundred thousand, so I've got a unit that's worth seven hundred thousand. I've got a two-bedroom unit worth seven hundred thousand, yep. and I and I um uh, I I owe two hundred fifty thousand. Yep. two things there: equity in there, available equity. And there's there's releasable equity, right? So how much Correct. how much equity do I have if I've got two hundred fifty thousand dollar loan on a seven hundred? Sorry, let's say seven fifty. So it's so it's really really easy. Yeah, seven fifty. Yeah. So so um so now I've got I've got how much equity have I got? I've got five. Yeah. So you got okay. So it's worth seven fifty, and you yes. owe two hundred fifty thousand. The equity yes. is five hundred thousand. But the bank right. won't just give you all of that. So that's a good word. There's equity the bank won't, and then they won't, releasable equity. Releasable equity. So they won't let me take out that all of that equity because they they still want to have some security there that if you go bad, they've got 20% there that they can that, that can cover debts and stuff in case they come back from the unit. So if you look so at 750 minus 20%, uh, what's that? Yeah. 150, so that's 600 grand. And then yeah. you have a uh, debt of 250. You've got, uh, what's that, 200, uh, 600, 250, uh, 250,000 in equity. No, 150. 250,000 releasable, sorry. 140 yeah, off, I think that's 140 off the 500, if I'm right. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, 360. So it's about three, say about three, 350 grand of releasable yeah. equity. Correct. Now I can release that to add and use as a deposit on another place yes so then um okay. once again you you've got to balance it up where you depending what you've got and how you it's structured you may want a higher lot so if you got the family home even though you can pull out that full 300 you may want to keep uh depending the investment mark would you prefer to have a, a lower debt on your investment or your family home so on that example yeah. of three hundred thousand equity would you pull it all over to buy another property for 700,000 or would you use the minimum amount that's releasable? Look, I, I think if you're buying an investment property, it's fantastic this, uh, this country, New South Wales, where, where we, we've got negative gearing. Um, so yes. you, actually get, you actually get rewarded with tax incentives by having investment properties. Um, those investment properties, when you buy it, believe it or not, you don't want to load up your home because it's not tax deductible with mm. debt. You want to load up your investment property with debt. So very looking at that principle, that then means 
uh, to answer your question, you want to borrow as much as you can, which means yeah. you want to take out as least as you have to out of your out of your equity, your releasable equity in your home. Um, now, Michael, the, the thing that I get really excited about and, and about not sleeping on your money, which is what this, this morning's about, the thing I get really excited about is fundamentally whatever you buy in Sydney at the moment is going to be cash flow positive. Mm. I've never, like, I've been an agent for almost Me 30. Too. Yeah, I've been an agent for almost 30 years. I've never seen interest rates this slow. And what that means to people that are buying an investment property, they don't have to support that investment property. You do the paperwork up front and you do what we're suggesting. I think you may find, if you fix your interest rates for a long period even, I think you may find that you don't have to put anything out of your pocket. So mm. you don't have to put anything out of your pocket for it. As in, as, as in our, it, it all, it's a paper transact. It's a, uh, a, a on paper transaction. Releasing the equity is on paper. Like you're not actually having to go and take money out of your savings account or, or anything. You can even borrow the stamp duty. Um, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even when you borrow all of the money for your property, um, it will still pay itself off when you have it rented out. That's how it is. And renting a property is nice and safe. Yeah, and I think the big principle is like what you're saying about you buy your family home and you pay it off over 20 years. Let's say it, it goes up, it, it doubles. It's worth 2 million if it bought it for a million. But the whole thing about sort of put, while you're active and working between say 25 to like 50, putting that pressure on yourself to extend and maybe and buy more yeah. property because if you yeah. bought, got that home for a million and then you buy two more apartments let's just say they're half a million in, and then in 20 years they're both worth a million you've now got three million dollars of worth of property and then you can just and then if you want to try you sell it all so about having those wheels spinning it's like you've got your super you're working getting income but then you've got property family home but then you've got investments and they're all generating I and you're at your, you're at your maximum earning earning sort of capabilities, I think between 45 to, to sort of 50, 55. Um, so at that at that time, you want to have all, all, all your discs spinning. At that time, you want to have your all of your balls in the air that you're juggling. You don't want to be juggling a shitload of investment properties when you're 65. And that, no. you know what I mean? So you want to be able to be selling a couple of these apartments, paying down all of your debt because you've got stuff, you've got, some apartments to pay down debt so don't sleep on your money now if you can borrow the money today and you can buy on paper doesn't mm. affect your cash flow doesn't draw any money out of your savings accounts um it you know if you can do that now it just means you're setting yourself up for a more comfortable retirement and we haven't even really talked about superannuation which is another sleeping giant yeah um we might we may save that for another segment but we're just encouraging everyone this morning you know, to have a really good look at their at their equity situation. Equity yep. is the key word for this morning uh, for not sleeping on your money. If you've got equity, too much equity, um, if you've got not enough debt, uh, you know, if particularly it's almost a bit of it's almost a little bit artificial at the moment because interest rates are so low. We really should be optimizing on that. And you can fix your interest rates if you're worried for five years. And it's, it's crazy the amount of times we're seeing people buy properties with their equity and they actually make, it's not costing them anything. They're positive. No. Um, yeah. Well, he's asked, do we have any good links to explain negative gearing? 
negative and positive gearing. Maybe we can do that tomorrow. Let's go through negative gearing tomorrow. Yep. Yep. We'll Let's have... do that. That'll be tomorrow's segment for sure. Yeah, or neg- two neg- neg- negative that's gearing. A, that's a good one. Especially um, with depreciation as well. I will explain. It, it, it's excellent. But, you know, not sleeping on your money, guys. It's, it's literally... Um, it's probably going to take out a couple of weeks of your life out of business hours um, to yeah. talk to brokers, to talk to solicitors. Um, finding a property is probably the easiest part and definitely financing it is the hardest piece of the puzzle. Mm. Um, yeah. But it all starts with pulling your finger out of your bum and realising that you actually, Just you know, it. look, there's fat there. I can do this. This thing pays for itself if I've got it rented out. I don't have to change my lifestyle. It doesn't mean less holidays. It doesn't mean less 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 um, outings. It doesn't mean less of anything. It just means being a bit, just not sleeping on my money. So it's not taking the food out of your mouth. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's 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 just thinking a little bit outside the square. It's entrepreneurial thinking. Yeah. And that entrepreneurial thinking is very common for us to see with our clients. And that's why we wanted to share it with people this morning. So, hey, guys wake the hell up because we're seeing people out there that don't sleep on their money and there's big yep. dividends from it. And Todd said, and uh, super fun property purchase. Yeah, that's a good one as well. I'm pretty sure they've really tightened that up, haven't they? Um, not many, not many yeah. banks are lending through super funds. Yeah, it's coming back. It, it, is, it is coming back now. Um, there's, I think the, the tightest part of the wave was around January and December last year. They, the, Everyone pulled out and there's only a couple of people left standing. But now a couple of players have come back in to do loans for super. Well, let's save that for a uh, – there's two phenomenal segments that we're going to do, and I'm really excited about those two. Yeah, negative um, hearing super. Yeah. Oki, um, uh, um, uh, Do you guys cover outside northern beaches? Uh, it depends. We any, Anywhere. I've got properties on the entrance I'm selling at the moment, so we're happy to always have a discussion, advice. Even if you're out of the area, we're having to revise on a situation. Um, real estate's pretty, we can do it anywhere. So, 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 and look, and we've got a phenomenal network. Like, fortunately, we're yeah. part of the top 100 agent network. So, any, so any, if anyone's selling anywhere, um, we can, yeah, South if Wales, we can't do it, we can definitely point phenomenal. you in the direction yeah. of an agent in that area. So, happy to have a chat with you. You can private message us, give us a call. There's no problems at all. But I think, um, yeah, I'm excited for tomorrow. So, negative gearing, super funds. There are two topics. So just thinking. Thank you guys. <laughs> Giddy up. All right, yeah, guys. All righty. All righty. Good. See you, mate. See you in the morning. See ya.